Hey guys, since it's episode 100 and everything, I feel like we should probably do something to shout out Deanna for doing all that research and stuff, you know? Oh my God, yeah, we should see if Bigfoot would come down out of the mountains and smoke her out. What? What? What are you talking about? Yeah, what? You know Bigfoot? Oh, come on. That's not what I meant. Bigfoot doesn't exist. So you don't think he'd be down? See, this is why we need Deanna here. No, we need Deanna because you two are crazy and someday it's going to get us canceled. Yeah. Man, I wish she was here right now so I could thank her for keeping us honest. I wish she was here right now so I could thank her for reading all those weird books. I wish she was here right now so she could tell you guys Bigfoot isn't real. Guys, I am here. And if you're talking about the 1967 Patterson-Gimlin film, or PGF, most experts will tell you it's fake. But technically, the jury is still out. Oh, hey! Also, I'm pretty sure Bigfoot doesn't smoke weed. It'd be cool if he did, though. I give up. Honestly, it's been so fun. Happy 100 episodes, everyone. And from all of us here at the show, thanks to all you people out there listening and keeping the dream alive. And? What? Oh, come on, you know. (sighs) Fine. And become part of the show yourself at patreon.com slash chaluminatipod. Here's to another 100 episodes, guys. And Bigfoot Christmas, everyone. Everybody and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 101. Ooh. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Ooh. Martin, joined by my two other co-hosts, Jesse Cox and Alex Fasciane. Hello, boys. What's good? Oh, we're so old now. 101. And now we're on the other side. We'd end up on like uh, Good Morning America. They'd do a whole thing about us. Oh, we're not that. No one would ever care that much. That's where we even do. We'd come on with like a, like evidence we come on with like some weird like model of a speaking of evidence have you the the ufo news has been out of control lately have you noticed everybody happy birthday to jesse by the I don't way know the name birthday, it's, jesse, on my birthday don't spill like spill happy lies. birthday to you did you watch 60 minutes <laughs> i did not watch 60 minutes no oh man uh, Is, these pilots are saying they're seeing this stuff every time they go up they said every day for the past two years. Every day that they go up in the air, they see aliens. <laughs> well, yeah, UFOs. They, they, use, they use the word aliens exactly. They called them the grays. No, they um, didn't. They didn't. No, no, they did not. They didn't say uh, aliens, but they did say they see them every day. Hmm. And they uh, they had another video come out um, along with it like a couple days ago of another like it's again it's another black blip on a, like a FLIR radar. They they're watching way out in the distance and it's hovering over the water for like a good long while. And then it just blips under the water and you just hear the voice in the back. We have splashdown. We have splashdown. And it just fucking goes away. It just goes under the water. So mm. it's cool. The Navy's already acknowledged that it's a real video. So it's not like one of those hoaxy videos, but just like the other ones where like, you know, who knows what it is. It's the same thing. We don't. It's not like you have what an do HD. you think it is? I don't know, man. Be honest, with, me. Be honest, be. With, be honest with yourself. What do you think it is? <sighs> versus Not what you want it to be. What do you think it is? I don't I don't know because I don't I don't think it's anything of ours like our government or another government because the way these things move they'd have to be hundreds of years ahead of us in technology like 
well beyond just being able to just like go 13,000 miles and then turn on a dime and disappear and appear, you know, 60,000 miles and 30 seconds somewhere else. And if it's that ours, stuff, there's no reason, there's no reason for them to be like, it's, it exists if it's ours. Yeah. How, how is the information not trickled down to the right people? I don't want to jump to aliens, but I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, ha- I have my hunch says it's something we just don't have a way of understanding yet. Like whether it be extraterrestrial, interdimensional, or literally just coming from under the ocean that we've only explored, what, 5% of up to this point? Like who effing knows, man? I don't know. The reason reason it fucks me up a little bit is like, it's obviously hard. It seems reasonable to be like, it's not going to be like contact from aliens. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because it is. The idea that aliens would come, like if you look at the, like- stats that people always say it seems ludicrous right like it's just inconceivable that in like a year for example we could be like oh and first contact we had first contact a year ago and now we're like talking to these people from space etc etc it's like it's crazy right but the fact that they're like this has been happening for a while we don't know what it is i'm like if they don't know what it is there's no reason if they if they have reason to believe it's from an enemy they shouldn't be talking about it. If they, if it was us, they shouldn't be talking about it. So it leads me to believe that they really don't know what it is or what the nature of it is. And then you start to think back on all these stories from all these astronauts, people even like John Glenn and shit, like people like real, real reliable public astronauts who are like vetted credentialed people being like, when I was up there in the thing, I saw stuff a lot of times and we didn't know what it was. And we just sort of, mentioned it and never talked about it again and it happened a lot and we got used to it you know and it's like been happening for years and years and years and years and i just and to me that's just really unsettling like i don't have any sort of feeling like on some people are saying that they're from underwater because of the water thing but i don't don't have any feeling on that it seems like pure speculation but just the fact that it like the fact that there is something happening that the government doesn't know about. It's such a different vibe than I would have said was even thinkable three years ago. And I, I don't even remember what the document is. I'm sure somebody a little bit more versed in it could tell me, but there was some document from some think tank a long time ago. I've said this on the show before about like drip feeding it to us so that we can like digest each piece of information fully before we get the next piece of information so that we don't become like those crazy people on the top of the tower in independence day. They get zapped by the aliens <laughs> uh, or something like that. Or people start, you know, freaking out and anyway. killing each let's, other. Let's and, not pretend that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. That was definitely no matter what, there's going to be a contingent of people. Yeah. Who, who well, I mean, that. now that we've been through a global pandemic and like, there's people that like we were making fun of in 1918 still around today, anything is, anything is on the table, but, but it just freaks me out. It just, it, it seems, it seems <sighs> legitimized a little bit in a weird way that I don't even feel comfortable acknowledging because it like starts to mess with my like conception of reality in a way. Like I don't, I don't my have conception a, a to- of American history. Yeah, I'm, I feel similarly. We have a topic today by everybody. We'll get to it in a minute. But this is just exciting shit. Like in a couple of weeks, like the government is supposed to be releasing a full report on what they've seen, known about UFOs. However, 
I don't hold a huge amount of hope because every time they release a report, it's heavily redacted and it's like, it's hard to parse much information out of it. So I don't know how useful it's going to be, but um, leading up to it, there's all this like, you know, 60 minute stuff. And the, the mainstream media seems to be putting out stories a lot more. There was a CNN article, an ABC article. Uh, it's just a ton of stuff kind of coming out for me though. If they were like, yeah, they're from outer space. We don't know what they are, but they, they're definitely from beyond my, my whole, I want that really bad, but I also understand. I feel like my whole perspective of things would just be shattered. Everything it, would just mean something different. Well, uh, why do you say that? It's it's, I, what it's about hard. your it's like, perspective. Like, what about you particularly? Would that shatter? Well, one now, now I would know that there's this there's this existence beyond us that probably within my life. Don't lifetime, you already believe because, that? Yes, but say visiting us, like literally coming into I, into our planet, and, like and we are getting part, confirmation. Like if aliens were like France, you know what I mean? Like if you could just like. Go to the alien embassy and chat to aliens. That's it's like the biggest thing that's ever happened in our history, right? I'd have so many questions I would never get answers to. I think because well, no, my life I, I would think, be too short. I think that it would be like a Star Trek moment, right? Shout out to First Contact, the best Star Trek movie. But whatever the case may be, <laughs> actually, like fuck yes, I it agree hundred percent. Yeah, I don't want to get political, but I agree with you hundred percent. Uh, but like I think if there's ever a moment where we ever meet something that isn't human from another planet or another star, it should, in theory, if they don't decide that we're like not worth the effort, it should, in theory, change the way we see our world. Yeah. But the thing that I'm trying to get at with you is I think if anyone is ready for that moment, it's you. I, I mean, like you're not am, you're not out of here every day being like, well, according to the Bible, six, you know, <laughs> yeah. the world is only so many years old. And so, you know, like dinosaur bones are a trick. Like, like those are the people <laughs> I'm worried about. Those are the people that like, I don't know how they would handle that. Like they would be yeah. like, those are demons, right? They would have to. That's the only thing they can. They would be like, those are demons. I guess. I just, I guess I don't mean like I would lose my mind in that regard. It would just my, in a philosophical way, I'd have to reevaluate everything. It's the same not, way. How, not how, in a bad how, thing, how but like that, it would mean, it, it would mean our understanding of our own sciences are meaningless, no, right? It, because it, no, we, it means that we just haven't caught up yet. Right. It means that like yeah, they yeah. have, they've had more time with it than we have. It doesn't make our work any less valuable. They're just ahead of us. They've been doing it longer. Like that it also would make me. But if they are able to do these things, it means they could just snap and obliterate us if they ever so chose. And that would be kind of scary little thought in the back of your head. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing. A meteor could do the same and we would have yeah, no say. True. So like well, I have those thoughts. Let's quite often. Let, let me remind everyone. We literally watch like a small fraction of the sky at any given time. And so just, you yeah. know, a thing could come out of nowhere and just get us. There's nothing you can do. Let it go. I think it's just sea change anxiety. You know what I mean? Like just the con- conceiving that, yeah. of like conceiving of that world is like stressful to me. But I am also like, I, I mean, I'm excited as well Man, because I've that, always wanted to know because I that, would be more open minded than the average person. I think about it in, in most yeah. ways, That's especially the, culturally. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like as the person here, least likely to believe any of this happening. I'm also apparently the one with zero anxiety about it. I would be like, awesome, utterly <laughs> awesome. I would be like, yo, this is the coolest thing. Ever. I would finally, 
actually believe we had a chance rather than everyone being like, oh, Earth is doomed. The aliens are going to get him. I'd be like, we might have a chance to pull ourselves out of this. Death it really depends. It really depends on what the message is, though, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, it, would, it would also depend for me what alien we see. <laughs> are we going to see the grays? Because then that adds a whole interesting layer. I'm you know, right now it's also be any of those things. It's not. But if it was, but if it was, how fucked up would that be? If, if they it were was, like, we have if it was, I would you. owe Mathis a steak dinner. At we least one steak dinner. Well. You know, I would like, hold you to that. Yeah, if a great shows up and is like, hello, take me to a leader, I'll be like, boop, 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 boop. Mathis, <laughs> we got to go to your one steak dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, God. Well, we'll see what happens on that front. Um, I'm excited, though. We'll see. It's just crazy with just like the amount of UFO news coming out. We all shop online. Me, probably more than most since I kind of work from home. But that's why you should be getting Honey. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the entire internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. I recently used it to buy my new working computer a few weeks back, and it saved me a couple hundred dollars. Honey supports over 30,000 online stores that range from sites that have tech, gaming products, to popular fashion brands, and even food delivery. The way it works is even easier. When you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey does its thing, and at the end, it finds working coupons, and you can watch the price drop. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting our podcast. I'd never recommend something I don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com chill. That's joinhoney.com chill. Joinhoney.com chill. Uh, today, though, for episode 101, Ooh. I realized it has been since Halloween since we've done a reader uh, or listener story episode. So I figured we were well due for one of those. Really? Halloween? Um, it's like Halloween seven months the last ago. Seriously? Time we actually did a reader uh, a listener story. Is that true? I feel like we're doing them all the time. Like I think about it. Like we do one in a mi- we do minisodes with one, oh, sure. one or yeah. so. And no, that's but I mean, where I think I feel like I'm like in my mind. I'm like we shouldn't do too many reader story episodes because right. yeah. But we only do like. like Two or three a year, I yeah. think, overall. That's crazy. Oh, no, someone's yeah. going to correct your ass real quick. Oh, Jesus like, Christ. Here no, we go. that's yeah, incorrect. You're, right. you're wrong. All right. Well, that's what we've got today. And speaking um, of having things today, I if you want an episode of this Damn. show that comes out exactly <laughs> after this one, that's 15 more minutes of us <laughs> shooting the shit about stuff that you're interested in, please head on over to patreon.com slash IlluminatiPod, where you can become part of the elite secret global spanning society that keeps this show coming out every single month. What do you get, Mathis? What you do you get? get? Ad-free episodes. Unbelievable. Digital posters Mind every blowing. month. You get... A free T-shirt Chills. anytime we release a new T-shirt. Chills. And, uh, and we also get mini-sodes, which we just, you just got a mini mini as Alex had just said. That's right. Which is, but that's wait, right. It's great. There's more. If you order right now, you'll get two <laughs> Kobayashi Maru knives <laughs> sent directly to you. <laughs> These knives cut through tomatoes, cut through letter. Kobayashi Maru <laughs> knives is like, like a Venn diagram of like... <laughs> 
a very specific type of nerd and a very specific type of door-to-door salesman. You guys remember, shout out to, shout out to the Cutco gang. They true. must have really went through it in COVID. I don't know what happened to those guys. Oh, God. What happened to All the right. door-to-doors in COVID? I don't, I don't it know, over? man. Uh, Did they just start trying to intrude into people's Zoom calls? Yeah, they went Zoom to Zoom. <laughs> Zoom I know you're going to think this meeting right now, but let me tell you, I have 15... 15 samurai swords. Imagine and if you making that right sale. Now, I'll give you another six. That's right. You get the edge killer. You get the serpent sting. And you get the fillet knife. Yeah. And anyway, <laughs> next season's profits are going to be what? Hold the phone. Get my wallet. I got to get this. <laughs> Hard cut to the salesman in a garage full of freaking samurai swords, smoking a cigarette and crying. Like, can't what am I going to do with all these swords? <laughs> <laughs> these swords ruined my livelihood. <laughs> it's like a CEO. All right. <laughs> all right. The story. So, all right. Uh, thank you guys, everybody. These all came mm. from Reddit because you guys are just endlessly uh, pouring your own stories onto that, onto that uh, area. So, hey, go check out the Reddit, by the way. There's so many good stories over there from all of you guys. Um, the first two stories are going to be UFO based because oh. obviously with all the things going on. So I'll take the first one. Here we go. This is called A Tale of Two UFOs by Criney Shome. <laughs> so to start, when my parents were first married in the late 80s, they lived together in a little apartment right by the water in Hermosa Beach, California. South Bay hey. represent. Hey, my my don't know. Yeah, wherever that is. It's pretty close. I only know. Yeah. yeah, no. My mother was pregnant with my older brother. My father split time between working in a television studio and surfing, and they had a large pet turtle named Stimpy. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, that cartoon disturbed me as a child. It disturbs people to this day. Let me tell you. Yeah. Have you seen enough. the one, the, the adult one? It's great. No, I have not. TV? Oh, I forgot the there's an adult one. running Stimpy, and they sneak into a shower, and it's great. Just I think great. I'm supposed oh, to be mad at the oh. guy who makes that show, but I don't yeah, know Yeah, no, like, so F too. the guy, but, like... Shout out to both Ren and Stimpy for being perverts. Anyway, continue, please. Okay, continuing. My parents have always been very religious and superstitious folks. So anytime they would tell a wild story, I took it with a grain of salt. Anyway, on to the UFOs. My mother told me that one sunny day in Hermosa, she and my father were taking a walk by the beach. As they approached an area where the sidewalk ramps down to meet the sand, my mother saw a strange light coming from the ocean. She pointed it out to my father, and several onlookers began to crowd around to look as well. As they all watched, my mother claims that a huge shape began to slowly emerge from the ocean and float above the water. She described it as an enormous white metallic disc with a smooth surface and no distinguishable markings on it save for a brilliant blue glow from the bottom. At this point, my mother says police and unmarked cars were speeding up to the scene and ushering people away from the area and asking them what they think they just saw. As this happened, the craft began to rise more and more quickly before zooming off into the distance, moving like a leaf falls, but in reverse. On many occasions, yeah, I'm trying to picture that as well. Like, like the side to side, like if it, yeah, but it's going up. What it's a weird up, like it feather. I'm just thinking of that feather in Forrest Gump. Yeah. I can't get it oh, out man. of my mind. <laughs> but reverse. On many occasions. Yeah. Sorry, go, you want to go ahead and do a uh, go Forrest uh, Gump impression? What, uh, uh, Forrest Gump impression? Yeah, is that what we're doing? Mama always said a spaceship is as a spaceship does. Great. Thank you for that. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> On many occasions, both my parents Daddy told the story. Daddy dies. Of these. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy dies. Sound like, sound like Dracula. <laughs> Die. Live. 
Uh, on many occasions, both my parents told the story the exact same way with the same small details, but without the other present to influence them. However, neither knew any of the people they claim, clam, claim to witness it. And any search for stories of sightings at the same place and time have come up with nothing at all. So I'm naturally, naturally skeptical. But here's where things get funny. My folks were really shaken up by their sighting and discussed it on and off for days after, not able to explain what they saw. About a week later, very late at night, my parents were back from a party and had been drinking quite a bit. As we were getting ready for bed, an intense light from the sky shone into the windows of the apartment. My father rushed to the window, looked out into the sky and shouted, Oh my God, they're back. They're here for me. Before descending what? into a fit of panic. Yeah, I don't know why your father is, immediately thought that they were there for him. But. How is this not like one of the biggest UFO sighting stories of all time? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Well, <laughs> hang on. My mother peered through the window and out into that inky black sky, and you will never believe what she saw. The fucking Goodyear blimp. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> there's right. your answer. South Bay represent. Um, <laughs> the blimp would regularly take passenger tour touring flights over the South Bay yeah. and it had been at a very low altitude over the city just cruising along. Naturally, my mother died laughing and had to explain to my father through bouts of guffawing that it was simply a blimp. For years after, up until she had kids and even before my father passed, anytime a blimp went over a house, she'd get big eyes, point, and tell my father, look, John, they've come for you, then absolutely lose it. Meanwhile, John's well, like, I get it, okay? <laughs> the man was traumatized that night. While I don't at all believe they really saw a UFO, this story is a favorite in our family and always makes us laugh. Now, something shorter and less funny. My father was a man always prone to melancholy and anger and seemed to find it impossible to find any calm in life. He was well known in our community for his short temper and generally grumpy mood. My father claimed that one night as he was attempting to fall asleep on the couch, laying back with his eyes closed, he began to feel a strange electricity in the air and found that he couldn't open his eyes. He heard the sound of whooshing air and felt a light weight from two feet standing at the end of the couch. He then felt this thing's body lay directly on top of his, toes touching, knees touching, chest touching, and foreheads touching. Oh my god! All this time he couldn't open his eyes. Then the thing spoke to him in a hoarse, low voice and said, Don't take life so seriously. It is not a game you can play to win. You will be visited again in due time. He then felt the thing touching him disappear all at once, and when he could again open his eyes, his room was empty. From what we know, he never had another experience of this type before he was gone. Well, I think the story too can be explained away with reason, or maybe these were all the Mothman checkmate atheists. I definitely think it makes for a spooky little tale. Thanks for reading. I love you guys. Keep doing what you do best. And uh, I'm going to leave that call for uh, Alex to take care of. I thank you. I want to say if I were ever to get visited by anyone who just wanted to like lay on top of me first off, I hope they're like, yeah, I don't know, like a light spirit. I'm fine with that. But the fact that it was like, yo, bro, don't take this shit seriously. <laughs> out, you'll, you'll, never, you'll never get out alive. I'm like, I would have been like, hell yes, man. I feel <laughs> just you, dude. Touching forehead to forehead. I, I imagine the ghost like leans up and just gently kisses the forehead before he leaves. Just, yeah, like, just eyes like, closed. Just like you're doing good. Bubble best friends. <laughs> I've been fine with that. I've been like, you know what? It wasn't creepy. It wasn't weird. It was just like, hey, don't take it too seriously, dude. I would be like, yeah, thanks, pal. Back to bed I go. <laughs> All right, Jesse, I'm going to let you take on this next one. Oh, boy. Here we go. So this is UFO over 
the i10 by CJ Maximilian. So uh, the i10, I guess it'll be explained in here, but that's what I took when I was driving to uh, go to the wedding a few weeks ago. Ooh, so I've experienced experience with the i10. It is a road with nothing on it. <laughs> Good times. Nothing is on that road. All right, anyway, it's just desert. After a while, you're like, Whoo. okay. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller here. This story happened in July of 2020, and it's not the first time I've seen weird things on the road. Jesse is not allowed to poo-poo this mm-hmm, because I slipped in a good local eatery into the story form. That's how it works, right? That is how it works. Yes, I have to. I can't wait to see what the local eatery is. I was at the time a cross-country truck driver. I had my own truck and was contracted to a company hauling air cargo between airports. It was a sweet gig and paid really well, with the weekend runs being the best paying. The only downside was it was always overnight work. So it's a cool Friday night in the middle of summer, and I have a run that's going from L.A. to El Paso, and it doesn't have to be there until Monday morning at 8 a.m. I have the time to drag my feet and I could get a run uh, and I could get the run put on a one pace. Oh, boy. That English. Yeah, that's a hard one. For- I could get the run put on one pay stub and make an extra grand on top of it. Damn. I rolled out of the LA warehouse about 030 local time. And with the warehouse being off the California 91 highway on Victoria Street and Wilmington Avenue, that is a very specific place. A quick aside, that's a really good Chinese place within walking distance of there. I know exactly I- where that is. <laughs> I had a ways to go before I got out of the valley and out into the desert. It's now about 2.30. I had just left truck stop uh, just before going up the hill and burning towards Phoenix. I I love, I love the trucker lingo in here. I just want to let you know that. It adds adds like a flavor to it. Burning towards Phoenix. That's like a great phrase. (laughs) It is. And I was in a really good mood. I'd be in a good mood burning towards Phoenix. (laughs) I was burning towards Phoenix earlier today, dude. (laughs) Shit was lit. (laughs) The further you get out of the marine layer near Long Beach towards the interior, the warmer it gets. That's a that's a truther right there. I had the windows cracked and the air conditioning running just enough to help circulate air through the whole cab. My shoes were off. I had one of two bangs open and one cup and in one cup holder. I had two. I had one of two bangs open. What's that mean? What does that mean? They have one of their two bangs that they're going to drink open and in a cup holder. But what is a bang? It's a drink. Oh, 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 okay. Yes, yes. I'm old. Bang means drink? No, no, no. no, It's it's an actual brand brand. of energy drink. Oh, is it? Oh, like bang energy? Oh, okay. I thought, again, I thought this was more cool trucker lingo. I was like, I have one of my two bangs open. I was like, Alex, this guy's cooler than I'll ever be. (laughs) (laughs) And a lit cigarette between my lips. He is cooler than I'll ever be. This guy was like, too late. Rolling down the road. Uh, I actually had an episode of Illuminati playing over the speakers. Listen to the James Dean murder car episode. If I remember correctly, I'm in this story. Yeah, yeah he is. He is. He's painted a vision. And now we're part of it. Yeah, it's great. This is great. Now, at this point, I was in the middle of nowhere. Had to have been somewhere between Shiraco, Shiraco. I'll say Shiraco summit in the state line with Arizona. It was a new moon out, so the only thing lighting this uh, way ahead were my headlights. The winds were calm, and the air was gently passing through my cab. The dull glow of the footwell lighting was the only thing illuminating the cab. 
Eventually, I noticed something out of my right peripheral. While there was no moon out, there were still plenty of stars out, so you could still make out the outlines of mountains in the distance. The thing was, I could make out the outlines of the mountains, but there was something in the sky. It looked to be keeping pace with my truck and skirting about maybe a hundred meters uh, over the surface. Now, I know what a plane or a helicopter looks like. I grew up in a house that was directly under the helicopter flight path of an uh, for an airbase. Even if they were flying at a similar altitude with all exterior lighting off, as they usually do during exercises, they still make a hell of a racket, like shake your windows out of their frames kind of racket. Doubly so for a plane, even a turboprop airframe would produce enough noise that I, it'd be a dead giveaway. I now but believe it was you. dead quiet. Yeah, uh, out my windows. So I'm like, I'm not. So I'm very close to LAX and I'm not like in the path of the airplanes, but what I am in the path of is every time a president or dignitary comes here, the helicopter flight path goes right past my apartment. Ugh. Those things. I'm just going to say, I'm going to let, I'm going to let everyone know right now, dear presidents, <laughs> it is, it is like shocking how close you come to my apartment and I'm gonna let you know, I can like see Marine one, just like, and I feel like that's dangerous. If I'm that close, I don't think I'm just saying. Yeah, secure, but it's not like a, it's not like it's, you know, it's like a fortress. I, I yeah. mean, I guess they did have a tack. Hel- it's always cool. They have like attack helicopters with it. It's very cool. <laughs> I guess if I'm over here, like, boo, they could turn around, and just blow me up. If they wanted to, but dude, I live so yeah. close to the freeway. Like there's like this like motorcycle ride that goes by my house. Sometimes even those little tiny motorcycle engines will like, rattle your face off yeah. you know when you when they go by like you know imagine just a plane how much louder like a helicopter is or a plane engine is how how much louder that is if you ever want to have a great time and be terrified go get stuck at the red light just in front of LAX on Washington Boulevard you are like in the path of the planes landing they are 100 feet above you and the whole like world shakes as they go by it's crazy it's yeah That's nuts Anyway, I spent the next few minutes keeping an eye out on uh, keeping an eye on it out of the corner of my eye, only looking at it directly for maybe half a second each time. Good. Keep an eye on the road. I was properly spooked. There was something there for sure, but I couldn't identify it. It was only then the truck lurched and the dash cam, uh, the dash came to light with an electrical fault. Typical. The truck thinks it's out of fuel when I uh, top off less than 200 miles ago. I hit the hazards and brought it to a stop on the shoulder. The lights of Blythe. I know where Bly- Blythe is the place that um, while I was driving back to L.A., all the signs said, be sure to stop there because it's the it's the first city in L.A. Uh, in in uh, It's the first city in California. So everyone there sells pot. That's what I that's yeah. what I. Yeah. So everyone coming from Arizona was like, that's where I'm stopping at. <laughs> the lights of blood were twinking in the far distance. I checked the clock. It was about 3.15 in the morning. I popped open the passenger side door, stepped out and lit another smoke while standing in the swirling dust and glow of my headlights while searching for this thing. I found it again and I watched it carry on going eastbound over the interstate. I didn't feel afraid or terrified, a little spooked, sure, but not like I was pissing my pants. I got about a mile and a half out before making a hard 90 degree turn straight up. And oh, it did. I don't know why I said I. I was like, and then he took off and flew away. 
I flew into space with him. <laughs> yeah. And I joined him. Goodbye. <laughs> I joined him in orbit and we held hands when we flew into space. I took a good long drag of my cigarette and stood there in awe for a couple minutes. I stepped back in my truck's shadow facing away uh, from the road to take a leak. Oh, okay. I spat my nearly spent smoke on. Damn it. This guy has the coolest William Burroughs verbiage. over here. Yeah. yeah. Right. I spat my nearly spent smoke into the damp dirt before. Cl- I love that he took a piss. <laughs> and then you know no forest fires threw his cigarette into that piss i'm i'm i love everything about this man anyway <laughs> it uh i spat i spat my nearly spent smoke into the damp dirt before climbing back into my truck took a few tries but eventually the damn thing decided i had plenty of fuel and fired right up the detroit diesel rumbling under the hood i chuckled a little while and got back uh, up to speed and back on the pavement and saw my first ufo and it was kind of cool that's the story. I thought it was great. I love the fact it, that this man was supposedly listening to our show. It's a great story. I cannot read cool lingo to save my life. I am not. Chocolate I'm not the character actor who's like literally the phrase. I spat my nearly spent smoke un- into the damp dirt before climbing. I can't even read that. I couldn't even <laughs> read it there. <laughs> I couldn't even. I, I can't do it. It's like too cool for me. It's like rebel without a cause over here, and I'm just like, it was burning on the way to Phoenix. I'm like, I I don't deserve to read this story. I don't even like. I'm ashamed. Uh, you feel like shitting on it though. He said you're not allowed to. Well, I mean, I like, he didn't. I like, like he how didn't much say knowledge anything. there is. You know, like you gotta be. Yeah. You gotta give him respect for that. Like he's like, here's my knowledge about airplanes. This is yeah. why it wasn't an airplane. You know. At the very yeah, least, I didn't say right? anything that was like crazy. He was like, I was driving and I saw a weird yep. thing and I don't know what it was. And then I saw it like shoot up into the sky. Like and that's the out of all the stories we've gotten. That's one of the least like it wasn't like. And then the gremlin said to me, and you're like, what? The <laughs> shit? These are the most believable story. These ones and ones that are like really weird are the ones that I always yeah. believe. Like this one is like very like exactly how you would imagine this going in real life right if you had to imagine it realistically but then there's that story about the door you know from the other day with the floating door i think i don't remember if that was oh, on wait, a mini sode like, or in an episode it was a mini sode yeah it was a mini sode yeah the but, floating door story was very bizarre which you can uh, find uh, right now on patreon.com slash illuminati pod and uh you know it's just so specific and weird that I'm like, that probably happened. Like, I don't know. I don't even understand the motivation of coming up with something like that because it's just like strange. <laughs> it doesn't make you seem like cool or anything. It's just like a weird thing that maybe happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, those are those are really fun. And I like the ones where they're so high, they break themselves down to mathematical equations. Always, always a joy. It's, rela- it's, it's relatable. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's exactly. relatable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mental Health Awareness Month is worth celebrating. But it shouldn't be our focus just for May. It's important to be working on your mental health all year long. The positive effects of therapy will create lasting change in all areas of your life, your relationships, your career, and your overall happiness. A therapist can help you identify the habits and patterns that might be holding you back and how to move forward in the right direction. Before Talkspace even partnered with us, I had been using it thanks to my therapist's recommendation, so know that this is coming from a place of someone who uses this on a regular basis. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist and Talkspace platform 24-7. With Talkspace, you set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable and make sure you're really progressing. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. 
Moreover, it's affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you five days a week. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code CHILL to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's CHILL and Talkspace.com. Uh, this one's for you, Alex. Okay, uh, so this is called The Shy Toilet Ghost um, by Hannah, and there's a trigger warning here that for mentions of suicide, so just be aware of that going forward. Hello, Mathis, Alex, Jesse, and anyone else reading this story. This is perhaps the most confusing story I have. I don't understand why it happened. I don't think I ever will, and honestly, I'm okay with that. It was scary at the time, but it's fairly comical looking back at it, so without further ado... The story of the toilet ghost. My friend went to a private school. This school what? has boarding. Uh, yeah. What's that? Is this, like the, is this like, yeah, let's say is this Myrtle. So anyways, <laughs> I was the fourth name that came out of the Goblet of Fire in the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> Dear <laughs> Life is really Alex crazy for me because I don't have parents and I'm just trying to figure my shit out. And this old <laughs> wizard is trying to kill me who killed my parents. And it's just annoying. And now uh, a ghost uh, is trying to have sex with me in my bathroom. Do you know how hard it is to walk straight through a wall to get on my train? Anyway, anyway, this is a dumb bit. My friend friend went to a private school. The school has boarding students and consequently some fucked up kids and a history of suicides. There were loads of ghost stories uh, I've heard from my friend and other students there over the years. One of the ones that made me most uncomfortable was the story known as The Blue Boy. I might get some details wrong here, but here we go. This story, as I remember it, consisted of two graduating class photos, one from early in the school's life, I think, around the mid-1800s, and another around the mid-1900s. Both pictures had the class in front of a part of the building with a bunch of windows. Both pictures featured a blue-tinged boy in the window, the same boy. As I understood it, most of the students held this story as true. However, I wasn't convinced. At the time, I was highly skeptical of everything paranormal, including ghosts, and this occurrence has made me somewhat of a believer. However, I still am for the most part. Uh, This brings us to the night of a play. I believe it was Antigone, and my friend was doing lights or sound for it. I got there early and took a leisurely walk to the bathroom before finding a seat. I opened the door and immediately saw something strange. Someone was sitting in the smaller stall. As they heard the door open, they withdrew their legs behind the stall wall to hide from me, I guess. I don't really know. I thought, okay, strange, but okay, sure. I shrugged it off and proceeded into the bathroom. I quickly noticed that the stall door was open. The way the bathroom was set up, you could see almost the entire stall interior from just a step or two into the room. I was shocked to find that there was no one in the stall. I checked the other stall, also nothing. There was no way they could have snuck past me. I was standing in the only entrance to that room. The air ducts were way too small for anyone to fit in, and the windows were barred due to concerns that kids might jump. I was a little shaken, to say the least, so I quickly pissed and then left, which is how I like to leave every situation that I leave. That's one of my Alex rules. Uh, (laughs) I watched the play, but I couldn't stop thinking about what the hell just happened. I proceeded to tell my friend and some other friends from the school with my wild, stupid tale of the shy toilet ghost while doing an incredibly bad French accent to ease the tension, as was <laughs> I would admit that I did due to being fairly awkward at the time. I still am, but I try not to care, and it seems to work. 
After that night, Amazing. I always went to the further, less convenient bathroom for the remainder of my days using men's restrooms. Thankfully, I am no longer living as a man, and the conveniently placed women's room in that school has never held any spooky experiences for me. And now I hardly set foot on the property anymore, save for the occasional event me and my friend attend to support our underclassmen friends there. This is one of the two paranormal stories that I have. However, this is the more interesting one. This was my first strange experience that I couldn't chalk up to anything other than paranormal happenings and has opened my mind a little. I am now somewhat less of a skeptic. However, I still don't know if I believe. Hope you all enjoyed and feel free to share on the podcast. Thanks, Hannah, for that story. That is maybe the most horrifying imagery that I can imagine associated with a ghost sighting like that I wouldn't lose my mind about, if you know what I mean. Like it's right on the edge of pure terror where I wouldn't be like, you know, but I but like (laughs) I don't don't think I would have been able to pee. Oh, I mean, when you got to pee, you got to pee. That's. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to go through with I, it. You I mean, pee maybe you got to come up. Maybe it was someone in the bathroom, and they like mm-hmm. slipped and fell in the toilet. We always hear about it. People always ask, "Did you fall in?" While this they were flushing it. it, and they were like, "Yeah, um, this, could, this could be a cautionary tale." Yeah, people always say, "Did you fall in?" And we always think they're joking, but they're people are concerned about you. Or maybe that happened two hundred years ago. And this, <gasps> and that's just the oh, ghost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when the feet disappeared, that was the feet being sucked back in. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. And wow, the way, and the way sense. you gotta uh, remove those hauntings is you have to have somebody die the same way on a toilet in Australia, and then the two they meet in the middle. The ghosts rotate to <laughs> yeah, and they meet, in, and then they and then they un get every, yeah, each other they untangled. Meet somewhere in the core of the earth, and their uh, right, their right. souls that's suffer how diamonds heat are death. Made. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how right. That's how yeah. diamonds are created. Yeah. Diamonds right. are the souls of the dead. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that story. I I mean, look, these are the types of stories I like because there's there's no like. I looked it up and it turned out that every detail in my story was in a single magazine article about this from 10 years earlier that I definitely didn't just read. Like <laughs> I like this one because it's just a, like a shamelessly personal story that sure. is totally believable as something that could have happened. And there's no explanation. And I, I, I like those types of stories more. They, yeah. they resonate with me more. Agreed. All right, Jesse, I'm actually going to give you the next one as well. Ooh, it's a dream. All right. it's is a this dream one written one? by the, short another one. incredibly cool person that I won't be able to keep up with? Or are we good? I don't, I don't know. I think you'll be able to keep up with this one. We'll see how it goes, but uh, go for this it. This one's all by right. Tom Waits. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Big fan of the show. He's a huge fan. All right. <laughs> the Nuke Dream Desires by Design. <laughs> the Nuke so Dream Desire really- by Design is like something. There's like that's a cologne or something. Yeah, it's definitely like a series of a, of adult novels. Yeah, <laughs> that are only sold through Amazon. Desire by design. By it's design. about a graphic designer who right who falls in love with the sub. things he creates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rarely remember my dreams, but when I do, I write them down. One of the few dreams I remember goes like this. Here we go. It's late afternoon when the dream starts. Already going about my day. For some reason, I'm working in a 50s diner, just the way you'd imagine a, stereoty- a stereotypical 50s diner to look. Red and white color scheme, glass windows, everyone dressed in 50s clothing. The diner's in the middle of the desert, no discernible country or region. The day seems to go about normally for what my dream interpreted uh, what a 50s diner might be like. Out of the blue... A fight breaks out between two of the guests. Neither of them have any faces totally blank. No eyes, no nose, no mouth. The sound of static rings through my ears. Like they're trying to speak, but it's muffled. 
If you've ever seen a scrambled TV, you know what it's like when channels mingle with one another and the voices are muffled. It's like that. The sound of their static voices muffle, uh, muffle more and more and become faded until it is totally silent. Everyone freezes, staring out the windows. Time suddenly stops. As I slowly turn, I see a flash of white. A nuclear bomb is slowly exploding in front of the restaurant. I wake up. And then the ink spots come in over the speakers. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> on fire. I mean, it like you play a lot of Fallout. It's haunting, you know. This is the this is the vibe that, that I love that uh the that scene that everybody makes fun of in uh Indiana Jones is actually really beautiful, like the one where he like hides in the fridge and s- survives the nuclear oh. blast. <laughs> I mean, here's yeah. the thing, that scene the moment where he walks around that like the the place where they're gonna do the test is like haunting. It's great. Yeah, it's the, the result is kind of silly, but like that moment is is certainly interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I, and uh, yeah, this is like the American nightmare, right? Like this is like I don't know how old you are, Desire by Design, but if you're like fifty, like you know, this was probably something you thought about all the fucking time. You know, maybe maybe if you're maybe even a little older than fifty, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I I remember my my cousin's grandpa told this story that he was like, all right, yeah, here's the orientation for uh, if there's a nuclear blast at your school, you go, you get under your desk, uh, you get your head and you tuck it down between your legs and then you tuck it all the way down farther and farther and farther till your head is sticking out from between your ankles and then you kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, man. <laughs> I'm, I literally had to Google bizarre. was just like what dreaming of a '50s diner. Like I know most dream things. I've never. It's so specific. A '50s diner. If you're American, I could interpret it as like, you know, just wanting things to be how they were, kind of vibes. Well, I mean, I think there's di- no more romantic image in American hi- imagery than a '50s diner, right? Yeah, like a, like a diner in general. It's like um, like when you dream of a diner, it's kind of like a comfort feeling, right? It's like the nostalgia mm. of something. When you go to a diner, you're eating comfort food, like that kind of thing. And so I know a nuke, even though it seems weird, is it's supposed to mean a new beginning, right? Like whatever happens after that, like it's, you've ended. It's like a solid ending. So I don't know what any of this means overall. I don't know why the voices are muffled. Yeah, and it's, it's a 50, like it's very specific, but I know that. You know, it all ends because a nuke goes off and that's like, yeah, what a weird. All right. Like, let me just let me let me take a crack at this really quick, Mm -hmm. just because it's almost like they wrote this. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're really getting into it, right? Like if you want to get like this is me being a uh, comparative lit major. Right. So you got the two people fighting in the American diner, the classic idyllic setting. Like I say, the most romantic setting in American culture, I think. Oh, but it's just noise. Yeah. They're just, and it's, yeah. And there's two people that you don't know, that you don't recognize them. They don't, they're not connected to you. You know, like, we know Joe Biden is the president of the United States, right? But we don't know Joe Biden, you know? And even more, like, you know, somebody like Putin or somebody like Kim Jong-un or, you know, some some nameless threat to the country, you know? Two people fighting that you don't. But we know it's an American diner, hence they are Americans. Right, but I'm just saying the two people, it's symbolic, right? It's just two strangers that don't have anything to do with you, like, creating conflict. And that's, if there was a nuclear blast, 
You know what I mean? Uh, it would be the result of two people fighting that you can't really understand or, or that you wouldn't know, even if it's not necessarily, you know, two guys in the diner next to you, the, 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 the perfect American lifestyle being wiped out by a nuke as the result of, or connected to two people that you don't understand or really know, or have, you know, it's that, you know, it's the difference between being a senator and, and voting for a senator. And I think that, you know, you could be having anxiety about that. And I think in this day and age, especially when, you know, we weren't even sure if there was going to be a transfer of power this year. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tumultuous time. It's possible that aliens are going to land. Uh, did I send you guys that? Uh, yeah. Did I send you guys that Reddit post? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna read that later uh, on the minisode that is available later on uh, Patreon.com/slash/SuperManiPod. Uh, Dude, I love the repetition. You're really getting that repetition. I, I want Call people to go get great. on it because it's the best website on the internet. You know, it's yeah, so earnest. I will say that just like while you were talking, Alex, almost every single person who mentions an explosion or, or something, it's all about anxiety. So this is a yeah. great anxiety dream. Like it's, it's. Almost the way you describe it, it's almost exactly what you would imagine anxiety dream to be about. That's you're stressed. Like it's you're a, stressed it's about poetry. something. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Listen, when it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? I know I god dang do. And I put my policy to test and turned to Gabby. They literally stand for get a better insurance. Getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew something like this existed? Listen, I went over there and I just needed to check to make sure I was getting the best deals. And when I ran my insurances through, I was insured that I was actually paying the least that I could possibly be paying, which is good. They are the one true comparison platform with real rates. They give you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers all in one place. All you got to do is use your current insurance information to get started and in just minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have and it's free to use. Like I said, I used it and I was quickly able to find out in minutes if I was overpaying or not and luckily I was not. On average, Gabby actually saves customers $961 every year and they'll never sell your info so there's no need to worry about annoying spam or robocalls. Put your policy to the test like I did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to go check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash chill. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash chill. Gabby.com slash chill. Well, here's another one. This is called The Same Nightmare by Foggy Pansophic. I'm trying to say Fog, Foggy Pansophic. I think <clears throat> that's perfect. I think you nailed that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I started listening a couple of months ago. Love the podcast. Uh, but basically at the beginning, he says, Jesse, I swear to whatever is up there. If you don't believe me, this is 100 percent true. He also wrote in parentheses. He also wrote in parentheses. Hold on. He already doesn't believe me. Parentheses says, yeah, he already doesn't believe me. I already don't. <laughs> when I was around 22 to 23, my ex then girlfriend came to my dad's house for dinner with my stepmom and brothers, one who was 10 years younger, the other 12 years younger. It was a fun time, warm and comfortable. The house was beautiful then, but when my dad first moved there, I was around eight. It was far from that. At that time, roughly 14 years prior to the dinner, it was owned by a creepy old lady, and the house was what I called the Adams Family House. The upstairs had bedrooms with outdoor shingles lining in some inside walls of bedrooms, red carpets, dead flies on window screens, and dilapidated walls. That's awful. 
The stairs led down to the main floor, but turned awkwardly at the bottom. Strange columns in the living room held up nothing, and the kitchen had weird vents in the walls. The Gothic-style door to the basement had maybe 30 separate pieces of rope, all tied into various knots, which were labeled and nailed to the door. The basement itself had Gothic doors leading to other rooms with iron cages at face height, oddly placed tiles, a fake trap door that went nowhere, and a fake industrial revolution type of furnace. All right, what? let me just stop you real quick. Is this an escape quick. room? What the fuck is a Resident <laughs> Evil mansion? This, I don't know where the story's going, but if you were just to stop there and be like, it was a weird house, I'd be like, this is the scariest story we've ever had on here. <laughs> what the fuck? This is awful. Right? Why would you? I'd be like, no, I'm good. No. What, what, what puts it over like a little too far for you? For me, it's the, the knots hammered to the door. Yeah, I mean, 30 pieces of rope. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Like the fake trap door that goes to nowhere. It went to somewhere one time. A fake furnace. <laughs> a fake industrial revolution furnace. That's so... <laughs> What, it's like a Brett Easton Ellis novel. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe this was like someone who worked on films and like saved stuff from the like their set piece. I have no clue. I have no clue. That's a that's a that's an interesting idea. At the time, my room was upstairs with the attic attached to my closet, and the closet door had a red light on the outside when the attic light was off, which is a stupid design and freaked out young me. Whenever I wanted to sleep and everything was dark, there was always the red light looking at me like the fucking eye of Sauron or something. The house was creepy enough, and now I had a red light at face height when I wanted to sleep. Later, I can imagine that's like torture every single night trying to get to sleep. It's like and that never episode of Seinfeld. Like... <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> the, the, Kenny Rogers Roasters? Yeah, the Kenny Rogers Roasters, yeah. Where he goes crazy. <laughs> Later, as my other two brothers were born, they all had that room, too, at some point for a few years. All of us shuffling around, but having occupied that room for a while individually. One night, I had a nightmare. The neighbor was making a Frankenstein's monster and was inhumanely wailing in a high-pitched voice about his bloody fingers right at me through his bedroom window. What does that mean? The neighbor was making a Frankenstein's monster? This is the nightmare. Yeah, yeah, we're in the the nightmare nightmare he's having. Yeah. Uh, okay. And he, and he was in. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time out. What? That, we are. We are. Uh, okay. It's How do you know it was a Frankenstein's monster? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the problem. Yeah. We are now in the nightmare. Um. So yeah, the neighbor was making a Frankenstein's monster and was inhumanely wailing in a high pitched voice about his bloody fingers right at me through the bedroom window. It was borderline traumatizing how real it felt. I was paralyzed and unable to yell in my dream and freaked out upon waking up, unable to sleep for the rest of the night, and I kept the room light on. I kept it to to myself, chalked it up to to a dumb nightmare when the sun came up and forgot about it. So now fast forward to the dinner where I'm like 22 in this amazingly refurbished and warm house that I've gotten used to over the years with none of the creepy shit left over, and we were just joking about how uh, how much changed in the house and how creepy it used to be, all sharing stories. One of my brothers brought up that room with the light and said something about it bothering them. I, laughing, brought up that nightmare and said something like, yeah, that room creeped me out. And one night I had a nightmare that the neighbor was yelling at me about some kind of, um, and I couldn't quite remember, but my brother, 10 years younger than me, chimed in like he knew the answer. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster. My blood went cold. That was it. I forced myself to ask how he knew that, despite the sudden shift in mood and me being pretty freaked out. He said something to the effect of, I had that same dream when I was in that room too. 
We were all, uh, we all were quiet, but then just kind of moved on because it was so weird. And I don't think anyone wanted to address it and neither did I. So I had a few drinks to chill and forget about it. And we all went back to having a nice dinner. My, my ex and I are still friends and she still will corro- and she will cor- corroborate that story for me. And I think about how crazy it sounds. And I convince myself I'm misremembering something. She doesn't like to think about it either. Was it the house? Something else? I have no idea. Any takers? Thanks for the great content, guys. Keep up the amazing work and look forward to new episodes. You all rule. That's cool. Have you guys ever had shared dream experiences before? Because I have. I had a party. I had a party uh, one time at my grandma's house that was like four generations of my family at this party. And one of us started telling a story about a ghost we saw. And then suddenly it was like so creepy because everyone at the table was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. And we'd all had like extremely similar ghost experiences all in this same oh. house because we'd all lived there for, you know, at one point in time. And we were just all finding it out over dinner over 40 years of living there. And it was just totally creepy. That's uh, why. And then one time me and my mom actually called my friend, uh, my childhood friend and his mom, because we the same night had a dream where they went on a cruise and died. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And they were like, we're not going on a cruise. Uh, we, you know, we're fine. Like whatever. But uh, yeah, that happened one time. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, my shared dream. I remember it well was when I was young, I was like nine, eight, probably eight or nine. I was right after my grandmother died and me and my mom had the same dream about my grandmother, myself and my mom all hanging out. And it was like this weird kind of like comfortable goodbye type thing. Granted, you know, you could chalk it up to filling in each other's holes because I don't remember it exactly how we told it. But I remember us have kind of coming away and be like, that was really weird that we both kind of had that dream. It was cool. Some wild Brains shit. do weird things. Like, yeah, a co- like a coincidence or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. The idea, like the metaphysical implications of a coincidence, even on like a weird mystical thing, like a dream is so like interesting in its own right that it's yeah. like paranormal almost without even having to it to be anything all right alex this is the last story of the episode all yours okay here we go this one is called an odd encounter at alton towers which i think is also a roller coaster tycoon scenario just kidding uh <laughs> and this is by delve in with Dam- demo demo uh here we go So I will start by saying I am a partial skeptic when it comes to ghosts, as in I don't believe that ghosts exist in the sense that they are the manifestation of people long dead. More to the idea that I believe there is more scientific ideas like dimensional bleed through or warping in time in reality. Okay, that's, you know, that's a theory on ghosts, right? That that people (laughs) have. Uh, As some people may know, Alton Towers is a theme park in the UK. Situated in Stafford, England, it was once a country home to the Earl of Derby, Charles Talbot. The house was built in 1801 and was occupied for many years and now is a shell of its original self. Visitors can wander (laughs) through the house and gardens. In 2001, myself and my dad were pass holders to Alton Towers, which meant unlimited entry. So one weekend, we decided just to spend the whole day exploring Alton Towers house and the gardens and other areas around the park and not actually go on any rides until later in the day. Now, at this time in the UK, there was an outbreak of foot and mouth, uh, which meant the park was extremely quiet. Less than a thousand people in the park most weekends, so it was especially quiet in the old house, because I imagine it's probably like 
the boring shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had taken the north entrance and I'd taken the south, and we was due to both meet at the tower on the roof. Neither of these routes would connect uh, us together. I remember walking through the dining hall and looking out over the park. As I turned around, I thought I saw the head, arm, and back and left leg of a figure walk left of a corner. I thought nothing of it as I just assumed it was my mind playing tricks on me. But as I walked further into the house on two other occasions, I had spotted what looked to be a figurehead in head to toe in black walk between doors. And I had to follow as they were in the direction of where I was heading to meet my dad on the roof. On another two occasions, I had heard whistling. And by the time I had got to the roof, no more than 20 seconds later, my dad had appeared via the opposite roof entrance. To this day, I still don't know exactly what I saw. Maybe my dad was being an asshole. Uh, it's spelled arsehole here, but I can't say that without sounding like weird. And playing tricks on his 12-year-old son or possible paranormal activity. But that was my experience in the house of Alton Towers. And years later, I came to find via Most Haunted, the TV show in the UK, that it is meant to be haunted. And my God, if you love ghost shows, there is maybe not a better one than Most Haunted with Yvette Fielding. Shout her out once again as many times as I can. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'd love to hear from others in the UK who may have had the same experiences in older houses. P.S. to the people from other countries, there is a cool tale, uh, which is a ride base, which a ride is based on in the park called Hex. It is the story of a local oak tree, which is chained to stop the members of the Earl of Derby's family from dying after a curse was put on their family. It is a real tree; you can find pictures of it, and is a great tale. And they based huh. a a ride on it. Of a tree? I, what, it's I called the so. hex. Is the hex. Is, called hex? Maybe it's like a roller coaster that looks like chains. You know, kind of vibe. Oh yeah, I kind of want to look it up now. Hang on, let's see. Yeah, I got to get a glimpse. Hex. Roller hex. hex the legend of the towers. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. It's like a ride. It's like a full on. Oh yeah, there it is. This is like some like a castle. Lots of there's a budget in this. Yeah, ride. there's some stuff going on here. Has like Twilight Zone energy to oh my it. god this thing looks like really good <laughs> yeah it looks freaking insane all right uh yeah i mean there is something to that right like i don't know i mean people always say it's like uh like frequencies and stuff or whatever. vibrations yeah that like cause you to have like weird hallucinations and stuff like that mm-hmm. but there's just certain old places that just give you this vibe and sometimes it's new places too there's like a there's i feel like there's like a special amount of emptiness that needs to be there there needs to be like a lot of space it's usually not a claustrophobic space that's haunted it's usually like a big open winding space it's like almost like you have no sensory like excitement going on so you like invent more activity or something i don't really know it i feel like it might be something like that like some animal instinct just to keep you on your toes or something like uh, you know that trick that people Humans do? survived as long as we did because we're just afraid of everything. Yeah, like, you know, we were very aware of our surroundings at all times. You know, how people do that thing where you can like trip out without doing drugs by playing. Uh, you like play static really loud and in headphones, oh, yeah. and then you tape half a ping pong ball to each of your eyes to like yeah, yeah, to like yeah. shut. Like it's almost like a sensory deprivation tank, and then without the input, your brain just starts to like create shit to fill the void. Yeah, so there's no dead air. Yeah. People do that too. I used to watch this. This is before we were doing Chiluminati. I used to watch this ghost hunting crew on like on YouTube. I can't remember their name, but they used to do that. The Ouija board where they'd have, they put the guy and they put the Ouija board in his lap. They would tape two ping pong balls to his eyes, give him like sound blocking, like earphones and then um, like tape his mouth shut. 
and then just like ask questions and like have the Ouija board quote unquote answer. It was wild. Very bizarre. That's nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, that's it for us uh, here on the store uh, on this episode. Thank you guys so much for the stories. If you want to drop stories and you're uh, on the discord or over on the Reddit, you can do so on either one. Um, we kind of go through them every so often, like for these episodes and we love your stories. They're, I mean, the UFO encounter ones are my favorite just because they're, uh, they're so interesting. I, I just, uh, more of those, please. If you've got them, don't make them up though. Only honest people. Thank you. I will check your history and run them by the police and have you arrested and put in jail. If you lie, Whoa. Uh, we're going to go record a mini. So now for patreon.com slash Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Anyway. My wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out of here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.